It is all John Deacon today. Very exciting. This is the very first John Deacon composition from Queen today. Woohoo! We're finally here on an album where every single one of the guys has contributed a song. And it's so exciting because John, his style is very different than the other guys. He has this love for poppier songs and soulful songs, and it all comes out in his compositions. It just reflects the style and the flow and the mood. And this song is called Misfire. Dive number 31, track number 10 on Queen's fantastically varied Sheer Heart Attack from 1974. This is rock pop, strictly rock pop. I think it's the first time we've had a song that is so simply pop. But here we are. It makes total sense because Sheer Heart Attack has so many variations of sound, changes in the mood, changes in the style, genre hopping. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's fun. And this song is no exception. It's also fun and fabulous. We're at 126 BPM. So a pretty good tempo, a little bit faster than your typical 120 or so, but uh, still a really great song to rock out to and sing along to. We're in 4-4 time signature and a few different keys here. They're all major happy keys. We have G major, E flat major, and B flat major. And I always wonder if those are intentional decisions. Even with Freddie, who has this absolute affinity for key changes, and Brian does as well, Roger does occasionally, but really, Freddie is the one that loves to change keys more than anybody, I think. And I always wonder between all of them, is it a conscious decision to modulate? Is this something that they go, oh, I really want to throw a curveball in here, so I want to change the key? Or is it just how the song developed, how it went, what felt right, etc. I think a lot of really good, innately good composers don't even think about that. They're not thinking about the technical side of the song. They're not thinking about <laughs> the musical structure of the song in that way. That's not how it works. They're simply moving with the music, if you will. And I just wonder every time we get into a song that has multiple keys, what the process was for those key changes. On the surface, this is a lovely little number of encouragement not to miss your opportunity, take a chance, do it right, etc. But Misfire could also be a rather charming and clever sexual innuendo, wherein the narrator's partner finds his quote unquote skill set rather hit or miss, literally. And I'll tell you what, I find this kind of funny because. Here's the thing. John was so timid about sharing his compositions because he was always afraid they wouldn't be up to par. But his first song is about this. <laughs> it's just kind of it's just kind of funny to me. But here we are. This is a great song, actually. It's incredibly catchy because it's it's very pop. All of the guitars, both acoustic and electric played by John, except for the outro in which Brian joins the fun. 
This is such an impressive and memorable debut for John, and it marks Queen's first foray into something with a much poppier and soulful lean. 12-string guitars and a little Caribbean-style drum riff that provide a dynamic we don't often get from the guys. We get some notable cowbell from Roger, and Freddie's vocals are dynamic and expressive here, as if we would expect anything else, right? It's worth noting, Freddie and only Freddie provided all lead and backing vocals. So this is a big change from what we've seen with all of these other songs prior with so many layers of harmonies. This is all Freddie here. It's a song without defined verses. This feels more like this constant chorus that occasionally has variances with bridges in relative minor keys. And those modulations of key keep misfire from being too monotonous. It moves along so joyfully. It ascends ever higher with circling melodies and trills. And through it all, John creates these unique licks and shifts of tone on his bass, clearly having fun and sharing that enthusiasm with the listener too. So his propensity for catchy hooks and memorable arrangements is already so obvious here. It's another gem that was never performed live. If I had to guess, possibly due to the many shifts of Freddie's lead vocals that go from full, very high, strong chest voice to that soaring falsetto, or maybe John himself didn't feel comfortable performing it live because it was his first contribution to the band, and he was likely a little hesitant to come out and say, I have to have this on the set list. But I think this would have been fun to explore in a live setting. Freddie is well prepared to shift his notes and melodies depending on the shape of his voice. He's done this so many times, it's innate. He probably didn't even have to think, oh, well, I can't hit that note tonight. I'm gonna have to go here to this harmony instead. So even if he couldn't comfortably go from full chest voice to those high falsettos, maybe they could have changed it up. I don't know. I always wish we could hear every song live, but that's never the case. So we just have to deal with not having that live experience. But like many songs that were never performed live, this little gem is fun and fabulous, just as it is on the album. John's bandmates often noted in interviews how he was very shy and cautious bringing songs for consideration. He didn't have a lot of confidence in his early work, but the band gently coaxed him out of his shell and he became something of, I've said it before, this secret weapon. We'll go on to talk about the contributions John brought to the table that were outstanding, that were some of the band's best-selling, best-charting songs ever. I think John's fears of being a so-so songwriter were totally unfounded because he comes out swinging hard in a lot of these songs he does. They're extremely catchy. And it worked out very well for the guys throughout the entirety of their career, especially approaching the 80s because John's love for pop really played into that wonderful rock pop balance the guys developed into the early 80s and beyond. Fans love the melodies and the catchiness of this song. And some even call it their favorite John composition. I've seen that comment 
from time to time. On Reddit, on other forums, people really, really like this song, which is interesting. And it makes me wonder, do people realize that he wrote, I want to break free or another one bites the dust? You know, I don't want to give away too much because some of those are just, again, absolutely thrilling, fantastic songs that I kind of want to keep to myself until I come out and say, oh my gosh, did you guys know this is John's song? But yeah, a lot of fans enjoy this little number. And it's so joyful. That's just it. I've talked before about how jovial Queen is, that this is one of their best qualities, that they're constantly celebrating life. They're constantly looking at the bright side. And this song is no exception. It's so happy and full of life, animated and brilliant. It's melodic and memorable. John comes busting out of the gate here. And it's amazing to me that he was so hesitant to bring his work to the guys. This is fabulous. And knowing John played nearly all guitars here is a welcome shift in tone and presentation. John is just as capable as producing catchy riffs as Brian, but in a different way. It's uniquely his, and it's appropriate to get so much from John since this is his lovely little debut number. Freddie's performance as lead vocalist is remarkable. Those glissando shifts, those perfectly inflected notes that complement John's playing very, very well. There's a wonderful cohesiveness here with the bass, guitars, and the vocals. It feels like a very complete number, despite its brevity. It's not very long. The asymmetrical mixing gives it a classic and throwback feel, especially in the verses that trade major for its relative minor key. Between Freddie's sweeping ooze that add an inviting warmth, John's soulful riffs, and Roger's lighthearted drums and percussion that keep us moving along with such positivity, this is so playful and fun and bright. And as the outro oscillates and Brian appears to emphasize that never-ending key change up the scale, it fades out with a little sparkle. And it's a perfectly performed debut from our favorite bassist, John Deacon. Such a fun little song and such a fantastic thing to get from John first. You know, not, not every first song from the guys is quite so catchy. Roger's first contribution to the band was Modern Times Rock and Roll. And it's interesting to note that this song, which is John's first song, a lot of fans say, hey, I love this song. This is one of my favorites, or it's my very favorite from him. I don't see that a lot about Roger's first number, Modern Times Rock and Roll. I think people love it because of its absolutely raucous rock and roll energy. I mean, it encapsulates rock and roll on a very basic level. But somehow it's just not quite as memorable or even as good as Roger's later songs. All of the guys got better. The more they played, the more they wrote. They all kept improving when it came to the songwriting. But for this to come out as John's first number and be so catchy and fun. I mean, seriously, I, I love to just sing this song. I was singing it the other day when I was talking about the one before it, when I was talking about Dear Friends, this song was in my head. It just keeps going and going endlessly, just like the outro does. It just keeps cycling through in your brain. And it's such a welcome little bug in your ear. I love it. I love Misfire. So go enjoy Misfire. Seriously, like play it multiple times. It'll be in your head before you know it. You'll just be singing it absentmindedly and you'll have a good time with it as well. But until next time, keep yourselves alive, 
And I will be back again with another Queen Deep Dive or perhaps a little bit something different. It's been a while since I did a random deep dive. And I've been thinking a lot about some songs that are quite old that made their mark in my life. So I might do something totally different from an entirely new artist that I haven't talked about before. So hang tight. I'll be back next time with some more music, happy chats. Until next time, rock on.